0: AM 790 Talk and Business presents Waterfire Ignites Rhode Island with your host Bronwyn Dannenfelser. Join Bronwyn to hear about the next Water Fire event in downtown Providence plus other great cultural events happening in the community. Now here's your host Bronwyn Dannenfelser.
1: Well then, good afternoon and welcome to Waterfire Ignites Rhode Island, your newest one-hour talk show and entertainment program here on AM790, your station for talk and business. And we are here with you every Wednesday, bringing you behind the scenes at Waterfire and introducing you to some of our favorite characters that we work with. Um, And I am here with my co-host, the artistic director and creator of Waterfire, Barnaby Evans. Hello, Barnaby. Hello, Brahman. How are you? I'm doing great. It's a lovely day outside and... Absolutely, and we have
0: some fun things to talk about, some really fun things to talk
1: about. (laughs) Yeah, we've got a couple of interesting characters uh, with us today. Um, You know, I think that everybody knows when you go down to Waterfire, there's more than just the fires, and you stroll along uh, the river walk, and you... (gasps) If you make your way down to Memorial Park, you might have seen these little gargoyles that hand out fortunes or marble muses, and that is a group called 1031 uh, Productions, and we have the heads of 1031 in studio with us today, so Joe Perry and Eric Auger. So, hello, gentlemen.
2: Hello.
0: Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for having us. And you didn't know that gargoyles had voices.
3: Very deep voices, yes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, it was funny we were talking um, about, let's give everybody a little uh, background on where this name
3: 1031 comes from. Well, it's um, named after our favorite holiday, of course, Halloween. Right on. Yes, October 31st, and uh, we have the privilege and the great joy of pretending that it's Halloween every day.
1: Well, that's that, that's true because y- you're always in these beautiful costumes, and I don't know if people are aware, but more than just the gargoyles, you do all these topiaries and um, just li- all, all sorts of living birch statues, birch trees, yeah. and butterflies, and sea anemones, and
3: sea anemones,
1: <coughs> lobsters.
0: <laughs> Roger Williams, no lobsters yeah You just Roger have William in your mind and. Uh,
2: it's been great this year too because we've been able to showcase some of those characters that we haven't traditionally done at WaterFire. So this year you have seen our birch trees and the butterflies come down. Uh, yeah. It's been really great to showcase those characters that people don't normally see because those are the ones that we generally do uh, for our special events and, and the events that we work with in our business.
1: Well, and the butterflies are amazing because they're so colorful and they're moving. Because a lot of the a lot of what you do is um, the living statues. But I've seen you know when you've got those characters that have. A lot a lot of movement it's just amazing and especially like in the darkness to see like these just beautiful fluorescent colors and wings flapping through the air it's, it's <laughs> really amazing um, yeah. so how do, how long have you been with Waterfire? it's been 10
2: it's been 10 years no 14 years 14, years. 14, years. 14.
3: And and we actually we ought to talk
0: about we ought to talk yeah. about that beginning story that origin story because it's uh, it's a fascinating story and i think it's worth sharing and um, it's one that we're particularly pleased about because yeah. of the collaborative spirit of it. Absolutely. So which one of you wants
3: to tell the story? Well, we. C- I think we can share. Sure. Oh, yeah. I'm well, well, we'll play referee if yeah, you have yeah, a uh, disagreement. The long and short of it is that Joe and I uh, obviously have a love of creation and costumes and pretending to be other people than ourselves. <laughs> and um, when we were in, well, I was 30, and Joe was still in his late 20s, and we found that we had kind of a lack in our lives of performance. Um, we both had full-time jobs, and we didn't really have an outlet in which to express our performance creativity, so to speak. And on a whim, we decided to create our uh, gargoyle costumes, and uh, again on a whim and on a chance, just walked down to Waterfire, and I will say without any permission, uh, and <laughs> set up um, on the steps, pretty much near where we perform yeah. right now, near the the uh, monument, just closer down to the river. Yeah, right. And um, that's really the the catalyst of what started 10:31 Productions.
0: Right, I remember coming across you that night and uh, suggesting that we continue to do this and I think we moved you slightly away from the crowd or something and uh, everyone was fascinated. They yeah. just came up and um and so tell me a little bit more because you it's the first time you tried it. Right. Well and actually it was uh you know actually uh, when
2: some the way that I remember it is we were performing and someone whispered in my ear we like what you're doing, we just need to find another spot for you. Because exactly, we literally, yeah. like, yeah. caused a traffic yeah. jam on yeah, the yeah, river yeah, yeah. Exactly. Right. So it, it was a, a simultaneous epiphany moment for us. Um, we were, um, you know, the the night after we performed, we got back very late. We really didn't connect the next day. It was a whole week had gone by before we had connected again. And uh, we were um, going to a party, I think, and we were sitting in the car, kind of talking about it again. And uh, we both realized that at the, you know, pretty much the same moment, we felt this connection that something big was stop- starting to happen. And uh, so, yeah, we tried a couple of different spots. We started at the basin, and then right. where did we end up? Not far from where we began.
0: That's right, at World War One. Mm-hmm. But you know, I think that that power to stimulate imagination and connect to people in a different way. It's incredibly fulfilling, mm. and it's fulfilling for the crowd. Um, you know, anthropologists call this a liminal experience, but from a performative point of view, it's an opportunity to be an entirely new person, new mm. creature. It's
3: fascinating. Yeah, absolutely. I think Joe and I both relish in... Power isn't really necessarily the correct word, but it is a very powerful feeling that you have when you can command attention without saying anything. Because everyone knows that words are probably the most um, powerful tool in the universe in which to persuade people and get people to do various things. And we just found so much passion and, and power like uh, in ourselves when we were just sitting doing nothing. And the fact that we were affecting people's mood and making people smile and having them just stop and look at us you know, even in a bit of a bewildered Fashion, right. um, you know, it is very fulfilling because you, you, as we put out that energy, when people respond, that's when we gratefully receive that energy back. So it is very cyclical, going back and forth with Absolutely. our, with our audience.
0: And there's there's another aspect of that that Waterfire plays with a lot, which is this idea of surprise mm-hmm. and the unexpected, and the unknown. <clears throat> and you often work with not moving and then suddenly moving, and um, it's there isn't a lot of explanation as to uh, what what they're doing Hmm. and who they are. And that's great. Hmm. I think that's when people start to wake up and pay attention and try to connect the dots.
1: So are are there certain characters? So we've got the gargoyles, and then, so those were the first. And then Mm -hmm. did the muses come after that? How how did this progression and all of these different...
2: At Waterfire, we started um, with the carotids, and we really, like all of our characters have backstories, and it's about transforming the energy of the viewer, but it's also about transforming the energy of the performers. Uh, we we have to, you know, we tell them all the time, you're not just wearing a beautiful costume. You have to really bring life to this costume and and put out the emotion and, and attract that energy and give that energy. And so um, we started looking at some characters that we could do, and we always wanted to take a different angle on it, and we started to explore the myth of the karatids, uh, which are um, from uh, the Acropolis in Greece, and their story, long and short, is that they were burdened um, with the troubles, and so that's why... They had to wear the, they were formed into columns. Mm-hmm. And so then we like the idea of having a way to communicate to the audience even further, still through silence, but a way to to extend a message out to them. And so that's when we started coming up with this concept of the oracles, which any of our statues can really sort of become oracles. And and again, drawing from the mythology uh, on that. And so that's when we started doing the scrolls and handing out the scrolls to people. And we felt that really elevated it to a whole
3: other level for people.
1: Well, there was an exchange there. and And a
3: personal exchange. Yeah. Yeah. And it's been interesting. We've been using our scrolls now for 10 years, mm-hmm. perhaps, and and we still get messages and and comments about how the the quotes that we've put on them have how they've influenced and enhanced so many people's lives, and actually helped so, them make life decisions. So yeah. it's it's you know the fact that we've been able to provide some clarity for people just through. Um, our, our gift of our unspoken word, again, is uh, pretty rewarding and mm-hmm. amazing. Mm-hmm.
1: Can you give me a couple of examples of what someone might get if they get one of your uh, scrolls?
3: Yeah, well, we, ha- we actually have um, three different kinds. We have oracles, which are um, inspirational quotes. We have fortunes, which are very uh, like a fortune cookie. Mm-hmm. And uh, then we have our riddles, which are... Um, riddles that are printed but they also have the answers on them which are in reverse so if you receive it you can kind of turn to your friends and ask them what the riddle is and if they don't know the answer then you have the answer right in front of you to tell them
1: well and i know barnaby uh don't you remember when we were talking uh, i think it was a few weeks back about the proposal that happened Mm -hmm. and you were involved uh as the gargoyles right with a message that was a fun story because we had someone who wanted to make a proposal
0: to his girlfriend For a proposal of marriage. And we suggested the gargoyles, but unknown to all of us, including the fiancé, she was terrified of the gargoyles. (laughs) (laughs) So it was a fun night. But each time he tried to encourage her to go up and get you know a special scroll that we'd help prepare with you guys um, she was too scared to go there so <laughs> <it was laughs> but you finally got Third her time there Bertamus the
1: charm <laughs> got The got there and it was uh, <laughs>
0: it was quite funny oh. uh, you know we'd uh, the you know we gave her the scroll which had a poem that was written out that was clearly about the two of them mm-hmm. and then he stepped up in front of the gargoyle to offer the ring and i think one of you two were the gargoyles that night and uh maybe maybe not maybe, maybe <laughs> not it remains <laughs> a mystery a, a deep mystery <laughs> and right. um uh suddenly the gargoyle sort of raised his wings and said uh, she said yes she said <laughs> yes <laughs> and uh that was fun it's the that's that whole era between make believe and Constructive fantasy And building a creative city That we're so excited about Absolutely
1: Yeah and we have So much fun with you Um, We're here We're talking to Eric Ogier And Joe Perry From 1031 Productions And we will be right back back. You're listening to Waterfire Ignites Rhode Island and I'm Bronwyn Dannenfeltzer and I'm here with Joe Perry and Eric Oj and Barnaby Evans and we're talking about gargoyles and magical muses and everything else. Um, these are our lovely performance characters that uh, you'll see at Waterfire on Saturday nights, but they do so much more. So, gentlemen, um, I know that you have just moved, well, not just moved, but recently moved into a new studio space where you're doing some amazing things um, with, is it Classes that you have for people? Can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. Go ahead. Uh,
3: Yes. Um, Since we moved to our new shop at 185 Front Street in Pawtucket, um, it's a a rather large space compared to what we had in the past. It's um, just shy of 4,400 square feet. And when we moved there, of course, we were like, wow, we have all this room. And now a year later, we're like, wow, we need a little bit more space. <laughs> but um, in, in the meantime, what we've been able to explore is having tours um, for people uh, through our studio and our offices, which showcase, um, again, our administrative side, but also our creation side in our workshop studio. And um, the, the best thing that we've been doing is been able to have workshop and classes for children. That's excellent. So do you do that on a weekly basis or is it? um Right now it's kind of seasonally. Yeah. um, And we've been doing them uh, probably like four to five times a year. Um, They all have different themes. Mm -hmm. And um, the next one um, actually coincides with our open studio, which is on Mm -hmm. September 20th. And um, it's a great day for us. Um, We are going to be having not only our uh, workshop in the morning for kids. Uh, which is 10 to 12. It's $20 for a child, and it's going to be our butterfly and bug workshop. All so right. if you have some little ones <laughs> that would like to make some antennas and wings, uh, feel free to stop by, and you can find information about that on our Facebook page. Do
1: you mm-hmm. have to be a kid, or can I go? You can come as well, Bronwyn. <laughs> we'll we'll put some butterfly
3: wings on you, no problem. <laughs> and um, and also in the afternoon from 12 to 3. Uh, We are going to be having a tea party in Wonderland, which will feature Alice, the Mad Hatter, uh, the Queen of Hearts, and a bunch of other of our new Alice in Wonderland characters. Um, We're very proud of these new costumes. It's um, stepping a little bit out of the box um, from traditionally what we make, which is normally statuary and things like that. These are uh, basically illustrations that have come to life. Mm-hmm. Um, all handmade and performed um, very uh, theatrically where all of our performers uh, have been rehearsing um, from directly from the book. Mm-hmm. And um, so it's really an immersive experience. You'll feel just like you enter uh, Wonderland itself. And that is going to be located right adjacent to our studio. Um, we're actually located right next to the Colette Vacation Building, and they have generously donated um, the park in which they're Employees have lunch in for us to have our tea party, and um, it's going to cost five dollars for adults, three dollars for children, and all of the proceeds will go to the Make a Wish uh, Foundation. Oh, that's fantastic! And let's give yeah. the date again. That's on September twentieth, from twelve to three.
0: Because this to be a great event. Yeah. And as, this is based on the John Tenniel classic yes, illustrations. Yes, exactly. We are love amazing. the authenticity oh, the color of the original. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah. Those Tenniel illustrations are yeah. just
3: fantastic. timeless. I
0: mean, they're amazing. Yeah.
1: And so, where do you get all the new inspiration from? do you do you like fall asleep and then you just wake up and go, "Aha that's the sometimes <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> We have a
2: lot of stuff on the back burner, and we just wait for the the right client to come along and mm-hmm. to help bring it to life
1: Well, I know because you, you've done a lot I know last year um, for our Veterans' Day fire, you had a soldier that was absolutely yeah, so was beautiful really up at the okay. state house and I, I hope you do it again this year because it was very successful well, since now you asked on li- on air. <laughs> And yep. the answer is, the way to yes. do it. <laughs> okay, very good. But yeah, I know that even when you work with them, a lot of the conventions that come into town, mm-hmm. that you'll actually create characters, right? Absolutely. Uh, pretty much everything in the collection
2: was a custom order. Oh, so right. that's how our collection has been able to grow. How many
3: costumes do you have in total? Oh, God. Hundreds and hundreds. And yes. then you can mix and match. And if you come to our open studio tour, you can actually see how we store and organize everything.
1: I've been to your studio, and, it, it, and it's pretty amazing. But it's I can't stay in there for too long because I would never get out. <laughs> I would want to like try yeah, on all the yeah, different exactly. costumes. So. <laughs> it's fun to un- Play dress up. And how about you? So you know, you do a lot with this makeup. What, what type of makeup do you use? Because it's really amazing. It's um very, it seems very creamy, almost like and it's gold, and it covers all parts of bodies.
3: Yeah, we we primarily use Maron makeup, uh, which is uh, pretty um, well known in the in the theatrical industry.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: It's very easy to work with, hypoallergenic, and it's great because it comes in a variety of um, types. You can get cream and powders and metallic dust. And because we're artists, we like to take a lot of the uh, prefabricated colors and combine them, like you would sure. paint on a Absolutely. on a palette, yeah. and make our own colors. So again, it makes it even more unique. I think some of the shading and effects you
0: get are really quite subtle, so that it really looks realistic. Yeah.
2: All of our performers are trained and do their own makeup. It's all part of their their training process.
1: And how, uh, on average, how long does especially the the stationary or the statue Mm -hmm. carriers how long do they have to stand in one position?
2: Well, our our, our performances are, are about movement and choreography just as much as they are about stillness. So it's the movement that's punctuated by stillnesses that can last as long as the performer's really generally comfortable mm-hmm. with holding that pose.
0: Do you have a uh, a program where you encourage people who are interested in this art form to come join you and learn more? Yeah, or we
2: have sort of regular casting calls. We had one earlier in the spring and brought in on a bunch of new people. In fact... Um, as we're developing uh, these new characters that are not statuary, we're developing some other types of um, ways for us to perform. And so we brought on a lot of dancers this year. So if you were at last, uh, last week's Waterfire, you would have seen really sort of the debut of the 1031
0: dancers. It was beautiful. It Thank was quite you. beautiful. You yeah. know, great colors.
2: Yeah, and it's still sort of connected to kind of a Grecian feel, but the makeup is very abstract and modern, but still feels very connected
1: to our own aesthetic. Very neat, and I think in, so. On 10:31, knowing that's Halloween, yes. and that that'll be coming up before we know it, um, are you doing a big birthday bash? Or well, something? it's not quite
2: a birthday bash, but you know, it is on the date of our origin,
0: or at yeah. least our inspiration. So it's your Saints Day. So yes, exactly. <laughs> so,
2: um, well, we are working with the um, Providence Library uh, downtown that recently became an event space, and they're it's looking. It's beautiful. To there, amazing, too, right? amazing job, mm-hmm. and so they're looking for ways to introduce uh, that space to the community and uh, really get the word out that that library is really becoming sort of a performing art center in a way. And so um, we're working with the Providence Tourism Council as well as the um, Providence Convention Visitors Bureau. And we're putting on a really amazing masquerade party called Mysterium, the Eternal Masquerade. And it will take place from 8 to midnight on Halloween. Mm -hmm. And uh, you'll have uh, the experience to not just enjoy the new space that has been created for event, but some of the the library space and even some of the spaces that have been closed off to the public where you will stumble uh, along our performances and our tableaus and little vignettes that take place. So it's sort of a deconstructed play that you're able to walk through and enjoy.
0: That sounds great. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And also enjoy open bar and food all night long. As well, so that's fabulous. Provided by What's Russell Morris. What's better Moritz. than that? Yes. <laughs> now, is there,
0: is there a website we should send people to? Yeah,
2: you can go to providencelibrary.org to find out information about Mysterium, and also our Facebook page, and which you can find through our website, which is wemakepretend.com.
1: Well, gentlemen, it has been such an honor and pleasure to have you here, and it's always great to see you. Um, so, remember, everyone, 1031 Productions. These are the guys to go to if you really want to enhance any sort of, I would say, party or occasion. on the just Absolutely. incredibly we're talented uh, We're so glad to have you at
2: Waterfire as well. Yeah, thank it's been you for uh, having thank us. You. Thank you so much. Amazing Rich partners through the years. Yeah. Collaboration
3: and partnership. We're on this journey together.
2: Absolutely.
0: To Waterfire Ignites Rhode Island with your host, Bronwyn Dennenfelser. Call Bronwyn now at 401-437-5000 or 888-345-0790 on
1: AM790 Talk and Business. And hello, 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 and welcome back. Uh, Barnaby, aren't those guys just great? Well, I just
0: love the balance of creativity and fun that they have. They've uh, they're perfect partners with Waterfire.
1: They absolutely are. So if you missed any of the um, first segment, remember that you can always catch this a podcast at uh, waterfire.org slash radio, forward um, slash radio. And we'll have that on a little bit later on. And you could uh, we were talking about uh, our gargoyles and our muses. But as I say muse, I'm looking to my right, Barnaby, and I'm looking at our incredible volunteer coordinator from Waterfire, Andrea Ritter. So hello, Andrea.
4: Hi, Bronwyn and Barnaby. It's a pleasure to be here today, and thank you for inviting me to join you.
1: Absolutely. You know, I, I think that um, we talk about it a lot, but there's, uh, one, a very hard-working staff at WaterFire. Fire, I'm an incredibly hard-working staff, but um, we've always said we couldn't do it without the leagues of volunteers that we have, and Andrea, it's your job to coordinate over how many people?
4: It's well over uh, 150 to upwards of 300 volunteers per event. Uh, we have a pretty small staff, and it takes a very large community to help create and produce the event itself. And can you give us a little bit of a
1: background? I, I mean, obviously, you're in contact with all these volunteers. Is there any sort of age that's, you know, more appropriate? or Well, what do you see as demographics-wise?
4: Well, um, Waterfire's soul is a reflection of the community that really makes it possible. And we have a range of volunteers from rocket scientists to fifth grade teachers to dog walkers, um, to, to high kid, school to students. Yeah. Uh, yeah, to family members. I mean, you can bring your children at any age range. There's so many different fun and exciting ways. Um, for, for students and children and families and and people of all walks of life to get involved and really immerse themselves into the community and into the experience.
0: You know, we talked about the good partners that 1031 has been, but the partners are the volunteers. Uh, we have people who have been volunteering for 20 years, and we have volunteers who come in for the first time and suddenly discover a whole family of committed, engaged, thoughtful people who want to change the city, and it's a fun it's a fun project.
4: It's really incredible to to work with some of these people. And, and you're right, Barnaby, they become like family members, yes. um, these people, many of which have been with us for 20-some-odd years and just continue to come back to every single event. And that doesn't mean that the new volunteers have to do the same. You don't have to come to every event to become a, a water fire volunteer. You know, you can come to different prep events that we have prior to the actual lightings. Um, and you can come to some different projects and things that we have going on. And then of course the the event day itself. Um, but people can kind of pick and choose when they want to come and, and what kind of time frame they're available to to commit to.
1: And I think that's a you know that's a really good point. I think um a lot of the comments that I get um when I'm out and about uh are I want to volunteer and I want to volunteer on the board not realizing that there are so many other um, different activities and ways to help water fire. Could you go into some of the other things that people can do besides being a fire tender?
4: Absolutely. So the event day itself is a 24-hour production. So we invite volunteers to join us in the morning. Um, we're, we're kind of broken up into three different shifts for the event itself. So we have our morning production where we are pre-building all of those bonfires that you see on the river. They have to be and pre-built. should
0: even Because we actually start, the staff starts at 5.30 in the morning. And things start to roll out around 6 and there are a lot of projects. But we try to get it ready for the volunteers. And I think the first volunteer calls... About quarter of eight or eight o'clock?
4: Yeah, about 7.30 is when 7:30. our boat captains okay. start to come okay. in. And then from there, they start to create some of our fused materials. And then from there, we go out onto the boats and do the pre-builds of all of the bonfires with boat crews, which is a great way to just kind of get out and get a free boat ride and see the city from a, a totally different viewpoint while and you're have out. have a
0: great conversation while you're working. It's, oh, I mean, you yeah. Can, you can talk while you're working. and this. The sheer diversity of our volunteers is so much fun to account for people from all over the world, different countries, uh, from college students to retirees to everyone in between.
4: It truly is. And it's a great way to network yourself, too. If you're a young business professional, a young student trying to kind of get more involved and immersed into the community, it's a great networking opportunity as well. Um, But but to continue forward, so the event day from Morning builds, we then go into afternoon production, which is a lot of fun. We're setting up stages and tents and running lighting and and audio cables. We all have Um, lunch together (laughs) before we go into the afternoon. We do. We do. So we are very fortunate to to work with uh, the Fogarty Center who actually comes and barbecues for us on event days. uh, So everybody gets to hang out and have some hot dogs and hamburgers or whatever it is we so choose to provide that day. And that's another great time to just kind of sit around and chat about how the morning itself went and then what we'll be moving into that afternoon. And again, it's a great way to kind of learn a new skill set um, you know, if you're putting up stages and tents and running lighting, that may be something that you've never done before that you'd kind of like to feed that passion or again, or, learn or, a new skill.
0: Or we teach you to drive boats oh, and suddenly right. you become, you know, we've had, uh, I think many of our volunteers who are boat captains had never driven a boat until they started with us.
4: And that is very true. That was true for myself. So <laughs> <laughs> I now cruise along all our wood boats quite often. Um, and then the event itself is its 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 own shift. So we have so many different fun ways where you can become a part of the artwork itself during the event. From not only being a fire tender, but also being what we call special operations volunteers, and they actually help with the highlight moment of each event. You know, every event we try to do something a little different, from a ring of fire down in Waterplace Park Basin to you know, a big, massive torch procession from the state house into the basin or a luminaria candle lantern procession from Memorial Park to another portion of the event. Um, special operations volunteers help make those highlight moments possible. And they also get to have the best seat in the house. <laughs> you know, they get to be in front of those barriers where um, we kind of have to keep the crowd back and, and maintain that that separation so they're very fortunate to have that that best seat and the best view in the house for that highlight moment and then we have ambassadors to WaterFire at some of our guests and information stations who um, you know are there to answer questions and um, kind of guide people through the experience and and to help allow them to be a part of the artwork itself. So again, there's just so many fun things to do on the event um, and on the day of the event and, you know, we offer these opportunities to everyone, all walks of life. Come join us on an event day.
1: And I know at the guest stations, um, I, th- I think we were talking about this at the staff meeting, it's a great place for families that want to volunteer and do something together, so uh, parents and their kids to be at a guest station. Isn't that where really we found it? Yeah,
4: it's it's a lot of fun for kids because you're giving away, you know. Know, carnations and flowers to to people as they're passing by and guests to providence um, visitors to the city of Providence and yeah. you're giving out um, light-up glow necklaces and you get to wear them yourself while you're there and light up bracelets and all of these fun different ways that offer people and visitors to, again, be a part of the moving artwork itself. But this is a fun way for young children yeah, to really have, be a part and start a conversation.
0: I remember we had a, a, a young child who was fascinated with the gargoyles and eventually we got a little baby gargoyle And uh, they they hatched out of uh, a gargoyle egg and was there for
4: a whole season as a (laughs) as a junior
0: gargoyle. It was fun.
4: Yeah, there is, there is again, there's so many different th- fun things. And then we have uh, the Starry Starry Night installation. And so volunteers help create and produce uh, the Starry Starry Night installation, which offers visitors to actually make a wish upon a star and then hang their star up in Memorial Park, which will then remain for the rest of the season. Yeah, their
0: wish stays up all season, and also to write a dedication. And it's very moving to see what people write, and it's remarkably... Uh, special position to be to help people you know they're often dealing with things that they want to express but they've never quite had that opportunity so it's an interesting place to be
1: yeah so those volunteers i think helping to facilitate those wishes that's you're becoming part of somebody's life in in, in a very intimate way but you know um but not too close so i I think there's so many things that um, we can do. I know that we always are looking for more volunteers, and I, uh, we've got some very large events coming up, Andrea. Can you speak a little bit about what it is that we're looking for specifically? And um, also how to get in touch
0: with us.
4: And Absolutely. So. so let me just touch upon the fact that we can also we also look for volunteers leading up to event days. So every Wednesday night, we're down at our woodlot doing woodpile workouts, which is a fun, Good fun for way. for the arms. Oh, yeah. It is a fun <laughs> way to uh, to get away from from your desk at the end of the day and rather than going into a sweaty smelly gym you know you can be outdoors in the fresh air and it in the in the sunlight with your water fire friends and you're lifting and stacking and loading firewood and tossing firewood you know it's a great way to just to get out and get moving and get physically fit and and hang out with some of us water fire people um, and and we also do those on Saturday mornings when we don't have events so again it's it's a great way to get your juices flowing and your blood pumping on a Saturday morning um, and kind of get your day started started right so.
1: Well, you know, we're going to have to take a quick break here, um, but then we're going to be right back with Andrea Ritter, who is the volunteer coordinator at Waterfire Providence. And we are very thankful for all of the hard work that you do, Andrea. And when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about how you can get involved as as a listener. The so- Hello, hello, and welcome back. You are listening to Waterfire Ignites Rhode Island. And I'm here with my co-host, Barnaby Evans, the creator of Waterfire, and Andrea Ritter, who is the volunteer coordinator at Waterfire. And we were just talking about all the different ways that people participate um, in putting on and producing the event and, and really become part of our family. Uh, and and it, it is like a big family union. I think we've even had some marriages from volunteers. Oh, we've had several <laughs> marriages and
0: uh, of people who even met each other volunteers at Waterfire and got married at Waterfire. But, I, I, you know, I, the, we do try to build such a broad range of engagement with people, and it gives people such a joyous sense of engagement and inclusion. It's so much fun to see all these smiles you're creating.
1: Yeah, and I know, you know, um, we were just talking during the break. I know that we've got a, a volunteer that's been absolutely incredible, a boat captain. And uh, Angie, can you give us a little bit of background on Jessica? Because, Jessica, I believe you're on the line, right? Yes, I am. Hello. Hello. Hi,
5: Jessica. Hi, How are Jess. You?
0: We are very well, and you've been training to be a boat captain.
5: I have. It's been a great experience uh, since 2012, many opportunities. I am nothing but grateful. Um, I'm very happy to be a part of such a strong unity of people. Um, I have nothing but great things to say. It brings me such peace.
0: There is. I was just talking about the joy there is in bringing such a wonderful moment of beauty and peace into people's lives and just quietly being a part of watching that happen. It's not like you have to be nervous about being up on the stage. We sort of build a very comfortable place for everyone to be there and be part of the process.
5: It is very true, very true. You, um, you feel within one, uh, just complete when you're a part of uh, Waterfire. Um, looking in and looking out, um, I've been on shore and I've been on the river, and from both aspects, it's beautiful.
0: There's a certain sense of unity and engagement, which we really appreciate with the volunteers, and everyone seems to step up into the, into the larger mission of make transforming the city into a
1: great place. Yes, I agree. So, so Jessica, what made you first um, decide to join the um, volunteer team at WaterFire?
5: Um, well, uh, back in 2012, I, um, a friend of mine said, let's join and sign up and started with a woodpile workout, and I had not left since,
4: <laughs> and I love it. <laughs> and, and, Jess, can you just kind of tell us maybe about one of your favorite experiences that you've had while volunteering with Waterfire, maybe one of your most memorable moments?
5: Um, I would have to say... Um, there are a few. Um, I loved how we dedicated to the Pussy uh, Riot, um, oh, yeah. how we had to wear masks and um, send out a message, a positive message, um, where they were being bashed. Um, um, also, working with TN, uh, assembling the um, origami cranes. Oh, yeah. Um, yep. you helped I, I a lot thought with that was yeah. a a uh, beautiful art it was an illusion the origami crane just floating it looked like it was just floating in air um, i i just i think all in all all my experiences have been wonderful it is um, a great gathering of people in my life um, and a relationship with a man um, and it's just all in all beautiful
0: well,
4: Jess Jessica, is a really thank you for that. Yeah. Jess is a really wonderful volunteer to work with, and we're really grateful to have you, Jess, as one of our core volunteers. And I'm excited that you're a new boat captain. You've been doing an incredible job, so thanks a bunch for calling in today.
5: I appreciate everything, and thank you.
0: Thank you, Jess. You know, one of the things that I think your comments brought out, Jess, was that we have volunteers involved in everything, Not just the event and a lot of the behind. There's a lot of work to do water fire. And I think sometimes people don't quite realize how much work is done and how hard everyone works. But we have volunteers who work on boat building, on doing research, on doing numerical analysis, on doing historical research on doing grants and electrical and soldering and special effects with leds and photography (laughs) and sewing and costumes and computer designs (laughs) and lighting and music and we had uh what we had 86 canoeists uh, with the illuminated fish this last saturday
4: yes yes so again there's so many different ways that that community members and people and groups can kind of get involved, and Jess has just kind of highlighted some of the different opportunities that she's been a part of. Oh
5: yes, there are many more, many more, and um, I'm grateful for.
1: Well, again, thank you so thank much, you, Jess, John, for calling in, Jessica, and we can't wait to see you soon at our next oh, fire. Oh, you will. <laughs> <laughs>
5: thank you. Thank you very much for having me. I thank
0: probably. you, Jessica. I, I think one of the other things that's interesting is the people who volunteer range from students adults, to retirees, but also family groups. We had fathers and daughters and mothers and sons and grandparents and grandchildren, groups of students who come together from their dorm. We have a lot of volunteers who come from some of our sponsors and some of our corporate sponsors who come as both a uh, dedication to the community. We had people from National Grid who were doing stuff and from Fidelity and things like that, but also sometimes even coming from a work group as a as a leadership training exercise, which has been great
4: to do. We do. We've actually just started to kind of work with some different uh, corporate groups with some of their new incoming interns as a great way to kind of step outside of the office environment and create a, a way for them to kind of do a team-building experience. Exactly and again that offers just a new fun different way for for them to really open up and get to know one another
0: yeah the thinking there is that by putting someone in a new situation where everyone is hierarchically equal uh, you can really advance people getting to know each other in a different way that's very productive to team building.
1: And there's also, a, it's, it's a new trend, because I remember talking to our friends at the Providence Work uh, Convention and Visitors Bureau about this, but people traveling and, yes. and traveling and going places wanting to volunteer. So that's yep. their vacation, like trying to find something neat that they can do and be part of it. And I think for people that might be traveling in from New Hampshire or Vermont um, that want to come for the weekend and they want to actually be part of Waterhouse, fire, not just witness it. You know, Andres, someone can always reach out to you, right, even up to the day before an event? Absolutely. Oh, what actually, is the web,
0: what's the website? How do people volunteer?
4: Well, so people can actually go to our volunteer website, which is waterfire.org, backsplash volunteer. And you can find all of their updated information. And there are tabs there. And there's a calendar there that states all of the different... Uh, upcoming events and ways that you can volunteer. And All right,
0: we're happy to welcome you on board.
4: And you can
1: always we, you can always call the office too because Andrea is always there. So absolutely,
4: and you could send an email to volunteer at waterfire dot org as well. well.
1: I want to thank everyone uh, for listening today. It's been a great show, um, and uh, we hope that uh, we'll see you down by the riverside soon.